0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Second Corinthians. Today is episode four hundred and eighty-four. Look at Second Corinthians chapter six, verses eleven through thirteen. Let's read our passage. We have spoken openly to you, Corinthians. Our heart has been opened wide. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. I speak as to my children as a proper response, open your heart to us. This is 2 Corinthians. This is Paul's letter to the church in Corinth. He sent a few letters already, and he's made a couple of visits, and the last visit didn't go well at all. In fact, it was a lot of opposition, and so he beat a hasty retreat back to Ephesus and sent what he calls the tearful letter, which didn't tell us the content of it, but apparently He really poured out his heart and challenged them on a lot of things. Titus carried the letter to Corinth, and now Paul has left Ephesus, gone to Macedonia. Titus has come up to Macedonia and met with Paul and has informed Paul that the church has made a big turnaround. The majority of the church is supportive of Paul, but there's still a significant minority who are not supportive of Paul. That's the purpose of 2 Corinthians trying to restore that relationship with those who are still unsure about him or downright opposed to him. He talked a little bit about his traveling plans that had changed. That was to be one of their sticking points. They were upset that he had said he would come to them, that he didn't come, that he just sent them a letter and he said Titus. Then there was other challenges that were still holdovers from some of the problems we saw in 1 Corinthians. This group doesn't accept his status as an apostle. They think he doesn't act like an apostle. He is not as impressive as an apostle. He's not as uh, verbose as an apostle should be, and so they really have an issue with him as an apostle. And so that's what a lot of what he's been talking about lately is this talking about his ministry, what he's called to do. He's called to proclaim the gospel, and along with that, there's a lot of suffering involved. So no, he doesn't travel around in a Gold plated chariot and get a lot of money from people and live a a life of luxury and only step out on the ivory tower to proclaim things. No, he's down in the trenches and living a hard, hard life. That just doesn't seem like the way an apostle should be to them. But Paul says that's the way it is when you're called to take the word of God to a lost world. So he's speaking now about his relationship with them. He's been talking about the guts of the gospel. That it's a uh, ministry of reconciliation, reconciliation between the lost and with God. They talked about what characterized his ministry. We looked at that last time about just all the suffering that they go through, but it's all for the sake of the gospel. And it seems to be bad from a worldly perspective, but it's very different from a spiritual perspective. So it's picking up here, verses 11 through 13. It's a very short passage kind of a transition that uh, we tried to go too far. Uh, the, the next section would just be too long to, to deal with in one section here. He says in verse 11, we have spoken openly to you, Corinthians. Our heart has been opened wide. Now the literal Greek says our mouth is opened. And that's what he's trying to get across is the idea we've spoken openly to you. But the, uh, the verb for opened It's a perfect tense, meaning it has opened and remains open. So he's talking about how he's speaking to them. It's not just, I said some things to you, but I said things and I'm continuing to say things. There's some parallelism because in the second part of the verse, he talks about his heart being open wide. So our mouth is open and our heart is open wide. So two aspects of, of them from a physical perspective, is uh, the mouth, what you say, and, and the heart, the, the inside, what you feel, what you think. And he says it's open to you, Corinthians. This is unusual. Paul doesn't normally do that in the middle of a letter, address the group by name. The only places he does this is in Galatians and Philippians. Galatians 3.1, he says, You foolish Galatians, and Philippians 4.15, he says, As you Philippians know, so here he says, we've spoken openly to you, Corinthians. So it's just those three places that he makes a reference to the the group he's addressing like that. We've spoken openly to you. Literally, our mouth is opened, Corinthians. And our heart has been opened wide. Now, this open wide is also in the perfect tense. Meaning, it's something that has happened, is happening, and continuing to happen. We have this open communication from our mouth, what we're saying. We also have this openness in our heart, what we're feeling. Now notice the mouth is just open, but the heart is open wide. And that's really the the big thing here is his affection for them and what he wants is affection from them. He wants a restored relationship talked earlier about the whole idea of how he views Corinth. Well, he views them as a church he founded, and so they are a special part in his heart. But also, the whole reason he went to Corinth is part of his strategic placement of the gospel. He doesn't just travel around the countryside meeting a person here, meeting a person there. His goal is for the gospel to spread to the world. Therefore, he wants centers major metropolitan crossroads to have a gospel presence. And Corinth is a major metropolitan center, a major crossroads of commerce for Southern Greece. And so he he wants a healthy church there, but he really does honestly love these people, care about them. He founded the church. So verse 12, he says, we're not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. He's trying to make the point through 2 Corinthians. He really does care about them. He's challenging them. He's defending his position, but he really does care about them. So I think when Titus met up with him up in Macedonia and said the Lord's majority of churches on board, I'm sure Paul was overjoyed. But he wasn't going to go with just a simple majority. He wants the whole church to be united and reconciled to him. So are making the point here, you know, we're speaking openly, we're speaking plainly, and we're continuing to speak plainly to you, and our hearts are open wide to you. And we're not withholding our affection from you, but this challenge to you are withholding yours from us. Just an interesting note here uh, the word gets translated as affection. It's the uh, Greek word splachnon, where we get the word spleen. And it really means intestines, guts. The In fact, the King James Version translates this as bowels. And while it does mean your your guts, it also can mean inner feeling, inner affections. And so it is a proper translation to call it affections here, because that's what he's really talking about. Let's think about the idea when we say, i got a gut feeling, or I feel it to my bone. It's that kind of language that a, a direct translation wouldn't make any sense to a different culture. And so he's talking about inner feelings here. it's different from the heart. The heart's kind of the seat of emotions you love with your heart. But you have this gut inner feeling, your spleen bleeds for something, is the the language he's using here. So affection is a good way to translate that. We're not withholding affection, you're withholding affection. That's a big challenge for him. Now, verse 13, here's the call for him. I speak to you as my children. As a proper response, open your heart to us. So it's appropriate for him to call them his children. He founded the church. He is like a spiritual father to them. He is the one that brought the gospel to Corinth and founded the church. Now they've got some external people causing trouble, and they're still having this internal issue. And part of it is they're, they're doing some things that they ought not be doing, and they don't want to be called out on it by Paul. Like going to the pagan temples and participate in their pagan feasts, participated in their uh, sinful activities. He's corrected some of their misunderstandings about their own spiritualness. They're, they're not as spiritual as they think they are not as wise or knowledgeable as they think they are. So he said said some things that they really don't want to hear, and they're still harboring some ill feelings towards him, and he still doesn't seem the way an apostle ought to seem to them. But what he wants is reconciliation. Back in chapter 5, verse 20, he talked about they were ministers of the ministry God had assigned, the ministry of reconciliation. And what they did was they called people to be reconciled. So we're pleading with people, be reconciled. So it's a similar kind of thing he's saying here, because there they were saying, be reconciled to God. Here he's saying, be reconciled with us. Primarily me, Paul, but by extension, the others with me, Silas, Timothy, Titus. Be reconciled with us. That's his desire for a relationship with them, a healed relationship with the whole church he could just traipse in challenge them with his apostolic authority demands that people be thrown out of the church because he's got the majority of people on board with him but that's not the way he wants to do it he wants a restored relationship he wants them to support his apostolic ministry he wants a relationship with them thanks for joining me join me again next time as we continue working through second corinthians